And we are live on Leadership Redefined uh, with another special guest from Wine Dance. Uh, welcome, Rich. Welcome, Anthony. How are you? Morning. Uh, we have Paul, who is obviously busy. You hear the phone ringing in the background at his <laughs> high school. Paul Sibley's. Uh, love, introduce yourself and we'll get into some great, we are fortunate enough to know Paul for a couple of years now. So we know uh, what a great leader he is in his space and have had some really wonderful conversation. Uh, very passionate leader, uh, high school teach, uh, uh, principal rather. Um, so Paul, real quick, introduce yourself and then we'll get into a little bit of your leadership style and what you're passionate about um, in, in your role. Hi, uh, my name is Paul Sibleys. I'm the principal of Wine Dance High School. Um, one of the most enjoyable jobs you'll have is to uh, be in a place where you can really impact children and hopefully to provide the necessary tools to see them really excel in society. So Paul, can you just sort of really, we won't get into it too much, but uh, sort of the the it's uh, the demographic of wine dance the wine dance area um, of your high school just to sort of frame out um, where your uh, the the like the area that you're principal of. Okay, um, wine dance is a little hamlet. Um, we're a four mile radius here in wine dance in Suffolk County, uh, New York, on Long Island. Um, we don't have a lot going on here in regards to businesses or anything you will see in the city area. Um, but we have a bunch of students who are talented and, and want to get the opportunity as any other student um, within Long Island. So, yes, we're faced with many challenges. We have 57% um, uh, uh, Hispanic uh, 48% black, and that's what the, the, our school is made up of. So because of that, um, we are faced with many, many uh, challenges as it pertains to our Hispanic students here at Windez High School. Many students come uh, to this high school lacking uh, uh, a lot of education. So these are what we call SIFE students, you know, uninterrupted educational students. Um, so when these students come to Wyandance High School, they're 16, 17, 18, uh, 19 years old, and we're placed in a position where we have to now have this student placed in ninth grade. Now, if you think about that, um, you're at that age where you're almost a man or a woman um, in retrospect, and you're being placed with uh, teenagers, all right? Uh, um, your, your mindset is much more different than theirs. So when they're in such classes, I believe self-esteem play an instrumental role as to not allow them to really perform the way they should perform. Their mindset now become um, one of, I want to work, I need to work. How can I work and uh, also be in school? So that challenge is, 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 a, is a really tedious challenge, um, which don't allow most of them to actually finish school. So these are the, the challenges we really face here when students drop out of uh, high school and we have 
quite an enormous uh, dropout rate here because of what I indicated earlier. So it would be most advantageous uh, in some way that um, our state really look at it um, because when we're having such a high rate with such students, then, you know, I wouldn't say that's equity across the board when we're talking about what's best for our children um, here at Wine Dance High School. So, Paul, thank you for doing that, because I, I wanted people to understand um, sort of the demographics. And it's also uh, it's a, a challenging area as far as socioeconomics, too, right? Uh, the economic um, uh, poverty rates, uh, free and reduced lunch is, is, is pretty high there as well, correct? Yes, uh, we have 100% free and uh, reduced lunch here. Um, and as you indicated, poverty plays an instrumental role as to why our students um, sometimes don't perform at the level we would like them to perform. Um, there are kids that, uh, when you think about it, their mindset is, how I'm going to eat um, after school. And when they begin to think that way, now they're not as, um, they're not a, a, as dedicated as they should sometimes with the work within the classroom. So they're faced with the work, they're faced with um, what I'm going to wear, they're faced with how I'm going to eat, they're faced with um, sometimes making a decision, should I go to school or, or be here to help out my parent take care of my younger siblings, um, and especially during this pandemic. This is where the realization came out, all right? Um, many students were not showing up in school or during the virtual. That led me as a principal to stop looking at this data and start to do something about the data. And in doing so, I got out my office and went and knocked on 24 uh, homes. These were seniors um, that were struggling and not showing up in class. And when I went out into the community to knock on these doors, some of these students, um, these, these, I was out there around 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And some of these students were just waking up when I knocked on the door, you know, and some parents were home. And, you know, I get into a conversation as to first why I'm there is because you're not on track to graduate. Then the conversation leads to, well, I came home at three, four in the morning last night from work. Right. So um, this is this is what I'm faced with. This is what the real challenge is here. Um, so, you know, I kind of. Uh, not embellish them, but kind of encourage them um, that school is necessary. School should be valued. School is, is the tool that you knew that you really need to make a difference in your community as well as in society. You know, um, I, I think about you know uh, these challenges that they're going through, and I kind of reflect on myself, uh, even as a principal. If you were in this predicament, what would you do? Would your principal be able to convince you to leave a job that you really need, that you're really taking care of your family is 17, 18 years old, your family needs you and depend on you? Would you be able to say, okay, Mr. Sibley, I'll be right back to school. Or you will be in a situation where, you know, um, I'd like to get back. I'd like to do what you say, but my mom is out of her job and my dad is out of his job. And 
they're all depending on me. So would I make that choice? I I really don't think I, I would be able to make a choice that I'm asking for, all right? So this leads me to just think of different ways in which we can really um, help our kids, all right, with, with this exact issue. How can we allow them to work and still be in school, all right? Um, there needs to be somewhat of a balance. And if we're not able to come up with a balance to ensure we're really meeting the needs of our children, we'll continue to be stagnated in what we do. And what we really need to do is look at this data and try to come up with real, real substance uh, uh, answers to make sure we can equip our kids to have this education as well as to take care of the needs at home. I think I think you, you already got into your leadership style. You're passionate about your kids and you'll do anything for them. Um, Anthony, Rich, any thoughts or questions for Paul? What comes to mind with me is two things come to mind. Well, probably more than that, Paul, if you, uh, but, uh, how admirable your passion is, is, is we should put that in a bottle and spread that around a lot of, a lot of other folks. But I, I think I also, there's two points and I think they may melt, but let me just make one statement and this and respond any way you want, but I, although you, I think you've already alluded to it. I'm hearing that the, that the traditional high school structure, the 40 minute a day, seven, however many periods a kid is in, is, is, is in a high school, flat out doesn't align with the needs of, this, of your students and the world out there, remember we used that term a few times way back in the beginning of our work with you, with you. the world out there has a whole different expe expectation of that these children have to have to meet that impedes what the traditional way we expect high school students to complete their, their education. And I think you understand that we, we can't continue to do what we've been doing and expect anything, any results any better than what we've been getting. All right. And I just, I just want to add that if you are quote unquote failing in that traditional system, the punitive measures yeah. that the states take are so counterproductive and counterintuitive to what is needed. Um, and I think it just exacerbates, you know, and your challenges each and every day. Uh, and that's what saddens me about the whole thing. When I think about, um, they may understand what you're dealing with, but the system is not structured so that it supports instead of tears down what you're trying to do. And, um, and that's a very, uh, sorry, the lights. That's a very important thing you just mentioned, Anthony, the system, all right? Um, when you create a system, a system should be there to allow you um, to be successful in what you do. That's what a system is supposed to do. Uh -huh. um, when I think of the system here, it's not, that's not what we have. Um, there's a difference between equal and equity, mm -hmm. right? As it pertains to uh, our kids here in Windings. Um, you know, when, you, when my neighbors have, three, maybe 4% Hispanic <laughs> from all the schools in my surrounded area, then they have, I'm sorry, they have a better chance at being successful with their graduation rate because now you have mom and dad at home. Um, you will have those kids getting tutoring at home 
and the schools benefiting from the tutoring that mom and dad is getting to their child at home. Um, unbeknownst to me, we, we don't have that here. You know, right? Um, but I'm not in a, uh, I'm not sitting where I'm looking for these excuses. Right? I, I can't allow myself to do that. I allow myself, myself to use all the tools that were given to me and then enhance it. Uh, me as being the principal, I have to get out my chair, get off my shirt and tie, roll my sleeves up um, to address the needs that's in my building. I know my building best than anyone else because I live here. So then one of the major things I did, um, I created a, a, a mentoring program with young men, young men, troubled young men, single fam, mother, young men, um, that today after some graduate, I'm still known as Pops, you know. Um, my own son came to visit me uh, where the boys were here and the first time they heard that, you know, they looked at me and I said, I explained to you going home, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, but these young men that join this mentoring program, because it's something I don't ask them to be a part of, because when you become a part of this, there are principles you must follow. So it's a volunteer basis that they they join this program. But when they do, I can assure you, these young men graduate. All right. They get to graduate high school become because I now become a teacher, principal, dad, <laughs> everything with them. I'm here on Saturdays and Sundays, and I'm here with the blessing of my wife, because this is what it takes if I'm going to see some really um, change within the building. When I started four or five years ago, we had gangs in within the school. Since my program started, those have dissolved completely. I have zero issues with gang. I have zero issues with Hispanic and Black. This is what mentoring can do. It changed the dynamics and culture of the building. Now, I have the boys and the girls were very upset when I started this program because they wanted to be a part of it. You know, so they call me male chauvinist in the beginning, you know, until I, I had to stop laughing and then really sit down with them to let them understand as a male, I can't sit with a bunch of girls on weekends here um, because, you know, not everybody loves Mr. Sibley's and these are things they can use against me. So I cannot put myself in that predicament, even though you and I would know it's not true. I just won't put myself in that predicament. So these young men, um, they have tutoring. Um, they go on various uh, uh events for the uh, politician legislators in this community. They do many uh, community service from the first day of school. They are here doing voting drive. They do uh, blood drives. They do Thanksgiving food drives. They do a uh, Christmas toy drive. They have a Christmas uh, concert. Then we go into uh, February Black History, where they perform for all the legislators during uh, Black History programs. Then they have the, a lupus walk. They have uh, um, a breast cancer walk. It's just so many things these young men do. And what I get them to understand, 
When you're not part of a gang, you now uplift the community. So socially, uh, I have changed that dynamics within the building so they can uh, get to really um, pay more attention in the classroom during their academics um, than worrying about is somebody coming to get me, you know, that type of feeling when you're walking the hallways. They, our young men don't have that feeling here. And the Kappa Leaguers, they are here to uh, prevent uh, bullying, fighting, uh, anything negative that's going to transpire in the building, they make me aware before anything happens. And that's the culture we build here. The teachers are, are bought into the, the system of, of, with the boys. And um, it's just something uh, we're really proud of because not one of them have been in jail. Not one of them died. And these are my takeaways. All right. Everything is not uh, this is not in the data that everybody reads on uh, when the school report cards come out. All right. Um, but we do our endeavor best uh, to ensure that our kids graduate and graduate on time. As I revert before about equity and equal. Um, because we have so many uh, Hispanic and ENL kids. We have to provide more services for these young men and women. Right. In order to provide these services, you can't give me the same budget you would give my neighbors. Exactly. Because I have extensive services exactly. in which we have to provide for these children. So this is what uh, they're lacking in regards to the, the state funding. They need to look at the dynamics and the components of which we're dealing with here at Wine Dance. Yeah, well said, Paul. Yeah, so Very well, well said, Paul. And I, I think we could we could have you on about ten episodes, and and uh, it would be so valuable for people to hear um, how you really have. Uh, just so people understand, you referred to there were gangs in your school, and there are not gangs now. Uh, working Saturdays and Sundays still now, changing the culture. Um, of your school. And we're not talking about a minor shift here. We're talking about um, gangs to no gangs. That's not a small shift. Um, uh, yeah. uh, passive um, students to becoming active in, in uh, making sure it's a positive and, and safe environment, right? So mm -hmm. all of these things I, I hope people are listening to. And I hope you'll come back on again, Paul, because we could really uh, get into just the uh, equity uh, um, and equal piece alone uh, yeah. I'd love and we could we could delve into. So thank you for me. So what I'll do is I'll let Rich and Anthony real quick um, uh, last last comments and then Paul I'll give you the last say. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you from 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 uh, from me. It really, it really has been uh, a wonderful episode. Rich? Yeah, I, real quick, uh, how admirable, well, we're not surprised, but how admirable, Paul, to, for you to invest your soul into those children as you are, period. And certainly what you're trying to do is, is, has, has reaped benefits. And yet, in addition, the piece about your, uh, what Anthony also mentioned, that how the school systems are set, the systems are set up, mm -hmm. still is the elephant in the room. We can talk about that hopefully in another conversation. Yeah. I, I, good. Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, having interacted with you over the last few years, Paul, 
you know, the, the, the adjectives, uh, you know, I think about um, with you is, is tireless and passionate, but you also have a relentless growth mindset. And I hate to use those quippy, you know, ideas, but it, it's true. Um, the challenges that you have, the, the resources that you don't have, um, and, and a system that's structured, I'm sad to say, against many times what you're doing, and you never, ever waver in your um, belief and support of what you guys can do. And, and I think that's a, a tribute to, to, to you, the, the district, and, and the community. So, uh, you know, keep, keep, keep the faith. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> uh, well, that, again, Anthony, you touched upon something major. I, my faith is everything. Um, you know, I, I know God will provide. He might not come when you want it, but he'll come and get you right on time, you know. And um, I see the goodness in a, a whole lot of young men here. I, I see the yearning um, to, to really be successful. When everything, you provide that uh, the correct environment, you'll see the real uh, heart and soul of our, of our kids. Um, I thank God for my wife. She gave me the blessing to do what I do, um, especially with the mentoring program, which I, you know, I included my sons because, you know, <laughs> I have to make sure, you know, I continue to develop my very own sons myself. So um, they're part of this and the boys love them and they're able to uh, share some really important things with them as well. And, um, you know, I, I know I know there is there is a star out there for each and every boy and girl here at Winance, and um, we just will not falter to excuses. All right, I think outside the box. You know, as I've shared with with you, Anthony. Um, you know, it, where there's a will, there's a way. All right, um, so we won't you know allow uh, our failure in any way um, to be because of what we don't have. Thank you. So well, well said. said. So well said. And uh, thank you again. And please, but we got to schedule again at some point to continue this conversation. Maybe we think, when things settle a little bit after graduation uh, during the summer, potentially, I would love to have you on again though. All right. Take all right. Care. Thank you guys. Thank you, thank you very much. All right. Paul, thank you so much.